Welcome to the Meeple Syrup After Show, where designers discuss design run the after show of episode 74, going with the flow, going with the workflow. And we, thankfully, have not scared Jeff or Joey away. Sen has not uh, collapsed in sickness. Nope. So we continue the great discussion that we have going and maybe some topics that we uh, didn't get to yet. Uh, one thing i got to actually give a shout-out for, and I just noticed actually right at the end, was on the chat, Nate Murray. I don't know if you noticed, Sen. Nate oh, yeah, Murray of course was, I did. Was on there. And, Nate, uh, Nate was like, uh, he, maybe he gave you away my strategy. Oh. Yeah, he gave away my strategy because the uh, we, were, we were talking about, you know, how can you meet and get to know publishers and going to shows and just play games. And then he gave away my strategy that I used on him at Gen Con, and that was um, I just gave him some whiskey. And because I gave him some whiskey and stuck it into the booth for him so that he could survive, uh, we became friends. So yeah. uh, there, there you go. Some practical advice. Um, you can steal my good ideas and uh, and provide the essentials for publishers that are working like dogs. And whiskey is 100% an essential for Mr. Murray. <laughs> it is an essential. That it's I like, like his lifeblood. Yeah. He might be so, watching right now, but... So sure that that's sometimes what you got to do uh, is uh, think how what would a good friend do right now? So, um, but uh, we were we were chatting actually in the in the downtime the off air segment about as amazing as the industry is. There's also kind of a, a, a hard or a dark or a difficult side to juggle everything, um, and there's a, a lot uh, a lot going on in the industry. So uh, I'm gonna throw the ball, Joey. What? What do you think is uh, some of the the struggle for us designers that sometimes us designers have to carry that maybe people don't get, but maybe some of the viewers uh, that are alone, you know, don't know other designers are watching that they could connect with. What would you What would you say is a little bit of a the struggle when it comes to being a designer? Well, uh, first of all, assume there's never going to be income. So just just from just trying to do it for money is automatically like a serious problem. You yep. have to be passionate, and you, it has to be basically a hobby first, and then see what happens. Yep. Um, I would say the struggle of having people play your game, or find out about your game, or pretend like they played your game, and then write a review, but they didn't actually play it, they just heard about it, or they kind of thought they were understanding, or something like that. Um, that's really hard, especially on a designer who knows that their game is unique and other people that have been more supportive have said it's unique. But, you know, you might not know how to write a rule book and convey that to somebody. You might not know how to pitch the game so that the person you're pitching to sort of interprets the way you wanted them to interpret instead of just being completely overwhelmed. Yeah. So... It's it's not easy, and uh, no, I mean, I, I, there's no end to the darkness, honestly. Well, it's definitely it's definitely a different type of of gig, right? I mean, it's highly creative, so you know, you could sit down and try to force a creative thought all you want, and sometimes it, it's just not going to pop, and then sometimes oh, yeah. it's going to hit you at the weirdest time. I mean, uh, we we joked about you know uh, Jeff saying you know when he's gotten to sleep and he wakes up. Uh, a good classic is, you know, the shower. I mean, those are always, you know, when your brain is just relaxed and all of a sudden the solution to some problem that you were thinking about intently weeks ago is solved. 
you know, you're playing games. Jeff also mentioned, which I loved, uh, about the need to play others' games because that might not even... You're not even stealing ideas. You just might see an opening. You might see a glimmer of something that then you can apply or you can twist or you can play with that might become a new way uh, to design. I, I, I can't believe that Reiner Knizia still says that you should never play other designs. I I completely am on the same side as Jeff. Yeah. Play Maybe games. Maybe something got lost in the translation. I mean, he's German. Who knows? No, he still says it. I know, I know. It's crazy to me. I mean, you got to play games. you got to see what's out there. you got to see what people want and what people are enjoying. I mean, Joey describing the user experience of trying to envision, like, what, what people should be doing and having fun. I, I mean, I'll give you a, play games. A good example of something that I stole from Joey without him knowing it. Is <laughs> he knows world, now. <laughs> my World Peace game, um, it, there was a direction that Joey was has this uh, design that he'd been working on that he's, I'd probably put on the shelf for a while. And I was saying you should have it be a, co- a cooperative where you can have each player use each other, their neighbor's powers. Right. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. And so I said, hmm, all right, well, I'm going to design well, a game do. that does that. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. So that's, that was one of the big big movements I had. Right, and that was, you know, you're, you're tackling and helping each other's designs, and all of a sudden even those suggestions that are bubbling out might not be for that game but for another game of yours. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say a quick shout-out to Armada Games and Sir Bob, who are watching live right now, the after show. Um, Florida is apparently mid-70s all week long, whereas I just got dumped uh, 30 centimeters of snow on. It's awesome. Here in L.A., it's gorgeous, and it's always gorgeous, and it's been gorgeous all winter. No, it was it was a little bit foggy this morning. <laughs> oh, so you're out in L.A. as well, Jeff? Perfect view. Yeah. I'm closer to the beach, I think, than, than Joey is, so that's well, why yeah, you, you have that kind of beach look about you. Where, whereabouts <laughs> in, in California? You're both right in Los Angeles? Or? I'm yeah. right by LAX. I'm okay. about two miles away from the ocean at LAX. Yeah, he, he lives in a, he lives in a uh, in one of the storage sheds behind the, the third terminal. <laughs> nice. No, I know. I, I think I know where you're at. My uncle actually lived in Englewood, pretty close. Englewood, okay, yeah, that's where yeah. I play my Battle Station Sunday group. Uh, nice. Our playtest group is in Englewood. Yeah. I'm in I'm in Toluca Lake. I'm a little bit north, so it's it's about a 40 minute drive in no traffic, maybe an hour and a half in traffic. But I see I try to see Jeff at least once a week because um, we, you know working on battle stations together. But much more importantly than that is the reason it doesn't tick me off when Jeff steals ideas of mine is because he sat down recently and I had like three days to finish a game design, and he said. What if you did it this way? And I was like, okay. And I spent the next three days aggressively building it, and I prepared it, and I showed it to him, and it was a disaster. His idea was a disaster. It didn't work. It was terrible. And so he, in like five minutes, said, oh, well, wait a minute. What if you throw all this out and just do it like this? And I sold that game the next day. That's, yep. how, that's how good of an idea it was. Absolutely. So, when you, yep. It's kind of the iron sharpens iron when you surround yourself with uh, good people. Yeah, yeah, and that's a, that's a really good point because before again, while while we were off air, Joey was talking about a little bit about the dark times as a game designer and getting feedback that isn't you know meshing with what other people say, and having you know a fellow game designer who kind of gets you and gets what game design's all about is a really important thing. So if you out there in YouTube land or in Maple Syrup land are alone, if you're the lone game designer in your community, how do you find people who are you know, like-minded? The internet's wonderful for that. Uh, I yep. mean, nothing does beat, unfortunately, face-to-face time, 
but to that exact and, reason that and you can start growing about. a community right like yeah. maybe maybe it's someone who's who starts as a play tester and they and they try stuff out and then they begin to like design so then you can dabble and work on things or share ideas i yeah. i really encourage like find find people who like games find people that like design yeah. or grow grow that community that you're looking for we actually have a, a member here. Sorry, one second. Uh, Sir Bob Games. Uh, Sir Bob's down in San Diego. He said uh, he's wondering, hey, maybe I should go to uh, L.A. and see what's happening there. Oh, come on. It's a really good scene here. Oh, it's unbelievable. They're, the game design community here is unbelievable. I mean, it's 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 like Seattle was in 91 for grunge. It's it's wow. like a, it's a mecca for game design. I, I could name half a dozen people that you guys probably have met in the, in the games world. Um... Right here around the corner. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable. Is it as I good as know. Seattle? I, I think Seattle's kind of the center of the gaming universe right Actually, now. Actually, officially, as of this week, yeah, I officially think there's, no. there's a, uh, a change to that. Tom Vassell was asked the question. <laughs> uh, Tom Vassell was asked the question, where are the best game designers? And uh, his response was Canada. Right here. Oh, not China. Ooh. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> I'm not sure why he said that, to be completely honest. I don't know. I didn't even hear it in context. But... Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's good. Look, it knocked both Joey and Jeff off of their seats. Oh, maybe they had, like, a, an earthquake or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Joey's, like, in pot, complete pause mode, and Jeff got They're booted. just so floored by that information. Yes, or, awesome. or they, like, you know, are, you know... Oh, like, I can't stand these guys. <laughs> these Canadians. They're so full of themselves. Um... Out there in YouTube land, are you guys still getting the feed? Well, I see Sir Bob is still chatting, so... All right, well, we're, we're still here. Hopefully... I guess he's saying, nope, they didn't get hit by a, a, a earthquake. So... Maybe they got hit by Trump. Maybe <laughs> maybe they got trumped. Super Tuesday, oh my goodness. Oh my yeah. God. I don't. I, uh, I actually want to make politics. a board game about that. I don't understand American politics. Oh, I don't understand I do. why. I mean, I get awesome. it. I, I understand what's happening, but I don't understand why they let that happen. Like, why do you let your party members sling mud at each other when you're in the same party? Oh yeah, I don't it's get ugly. It. It's ugly. Mark Rubio has classic clips, like a few months ago, of him saying he would not get into mudslinging, and now that's all he, all his clips are, and he even says it. There was a clip I think I saw on the Daily Show a couple days ago where he said, um, "He said the only time I get airtime now is when I mudsling, so I have to." Uh, it's interesting. Hey, Jeff, you're back. Oh, oh but we have. We oh, Jeff, we you. have no audio. Um, you are not muted. We're just lacking your audio. Maybe the headphone needs to come down. I don't know. Yeah, maybe uh, you could. Plug and unplug something. I don't know. We'll see. But it's kind of funny that you just said mudslinging because I was just going to talk about mind flinging, uh, which is one of yeah. Jeff's, Jeff's claims to fame. Apparently, that's um, hilarious. That was the that was an interesting story that Jeff told earlier about um, Steve Jackson and unsolicited. Can we, can we hear you, Joey? Nope, Joey is frozen. Joey's still frozen. Jeff is still mute. This is incredible. I'm good. Oh. Yeah, oh. definitely. No, no. Uh, there you are. So, Jeff, if you want to just try Hello? to drop out and come back in. Who, me? Jeff is talking in sign language. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff's going to have to cut out me? and come in. Yeah, we can hear you, Joey. Okay. So come back in, yeah. If you leave and come back in, that'd be fine. Good, good. Man, were you just so shocked by that Tom Vassell quote? That 
I don't even know if you heard it, to be honest. <laughs> no, wait, what, what was the quote? So Tom Vassell is on the record saying that the best game designers right now are coming out of Canada. Ah. So. Oh, there's Jeff. Hey. Uh, I, oh, I, I have so much. I, I would love to stir up some controversy in this after show and really really do like a West Coast, East Coast, North, South, like, thing, you know? <laughs> well, but before we do we that, I, we I do want to give a, a shout-out to my friend, a game designer in Canada, Sean Garrity, who has his game Little Drop of Poison on Kickstarter right now. Oh, right, right, right. It is a dumb little game, but it's so fun, and it's <laughs> he's just killing it. It's, it's cool. great. Good yeah, Sean him. sent me a copy of that a while ago, so it's it's uh, it's really interesting. He actually, it's funny because he sent it to me, and then he sent me like really old rules. I'm like, how do I play this? <laughs> and then I, he said, oh man, I'll get you better rules. <laughs> yeah, there's only about 50 words in the whole rule book, so it's it's pretty dang simple. But yeah, yeah. The, the new rules are much clearer. Yeah, and that's up on Kickstarter right now as well, correct? Yeah, and it got picked as a staff pick, and uh, hey. I think he's up over 10 or 11 grand now. Which is great for a card game, right? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of an interesting thing when you when you talk about magnitude of scale and when you're talking about a minis game like Battle Station, which you know, it's still a minis game because it has minis. Versus right. when uh, Joey was talking about Artana's Kickstarter and um, that game isn't a miniatures game, and so I don't know what your expectations were for Battle Stations. What were they in terms of cost in terms of output? Uh, well, I, I was expecting, and I, I got quotes in for about this, for the game to, to cost such that it was going to cost us at least 70 grand just to produce the thing. Yeah, And right. that, that's not counting the uh, uh, the art and the shipping and, you know, and Kickstarter fees and all that other stuff. Sure. So we were, we were worried about how are we going to find the money to make it if, if we can just barely squeak to there. And then as we passed that, we said, okay, well, now we can start to add in some fun stretch goal miniatures and, and make it make it better. But right. it, it, it's a, a real beast to do something like that that's got miniatures involved and, yeah. you know, a box and boards and all that right. other stuff. Yeah, some real tipping points on figuring out your your costs, your weights, your deliverables. Yeah. Absolutely. All those logistics is, is what I want to avoid, so that's why I'm not doing any publishing. Yep, that is also why I'm yeah. not a publisher. I will stick to design. Uh, but, yeah, but here's here's what I don't get. This is what drives me crazy about when people say that. It's completely just, I just, my brain can't. Don't you realize that that if you're building a, now a small game, obviously there's no, your publisher's probably not going to mess it up or change it because, you know, like you said earlier, send like, why would they pay a developer when you would just develop it for free? You know what yeah. I mean? It, yeah. That of course you're you're going to have some measure of control. But here's what I don't understand: because the the when you're doing something that's like a really important game, like Jeff, under what circumstances would you let someone else publish Battle Stations? Be honest now. Uh, I could not imagine a circumstance that would make that would make sense for me. That, I'm that in is... the same thing with with Chaosmos for me. I, that's what confuses me when I hear that. Well, so there, I think that this is a great question because uh, there's a level of creative control, but also I think there's a level of work that, that comes along with keeping that creative control. So, for instance, uh, for me, um, sometimes I'm going to win, sometimes I'm going to lose on that development side, uh, but I can see myself designing more games, hopefully, in the time that you're having to take care of your baby longer. So oh, the, yeah. the goal for me is, you know, while you're doing all those steps of logistics, 
but got to control, you know, have the creative control over over the game. Hopefully, you know, in that same time, I've done a few more games, and I'm hoping at least one of those is exactly what I hoped. And I kind of, you know, you die a small little death for the few that come out ugly or they screw up something. But then there's also the games where they become better than I ever imagined because someone got involved or a publisher or developer right, they made was a good decision. added added you know yeah. a little a little more value. Yeah. They put in the time or they have the experience where they found a way to to make the game even better. And I go, hey, well that's a gain that I'm that I'm missing out on if I don't. So, or I could have missed out on if right. I kept creative control. I but, definitely think for the first few, we were we didn't know much. Like we we thought we knew lots, but we didn't know much, and so we gained a lot of insight into the industry by letting the first few go the way that they went, and we made a ton of connections through uh, Tasty Minstrel taking our first couple of games and doing them, and doing a really bang up job with Seth as a developer, Josh on the art, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, who've become good friends of ours and have worked with us in the in the few in the past and the future on other games. So I think, you know, we've won out in that way. And then also, um, you know, this isn't my full-time job and I have kids and I have a family and all that kind of stuff. So I'm balancing a lot of that and we're talking about workflow. Um, that's part of why I kind of let the, I let my babies go. I say, okay, oh, yeah. you take it and you run with it. Um, as long as I have some veto power on some things, yeah. Uh, I'm Which okay comes with, with more experience, even so, yeah. like with more yeah. games, you get a little more trust from the publisher to say, okay, well, you know better or you know more about this one. Mm -hmm. um, in, I, in evolution, oh, go, go it's, it, it's called uh, uh, our selection versus K selection. That the brine shrimp will have thousands of babies and hope some will survive. Yeah. Whereas a polar bear is going to have one young at a time. Uh, I think one or two, and and raise them for several years, and so. Uh, if you are going to be shepherding that thing the whole way, then you've got all that invested in that one basket, whereas if you just yep. spread a bunch of games out there and hope, then you have sometimes some success that way. Yeah, yep. that, absolutely. That's, see, not only do you learn about game design, you learn about biology. Kingdom. Yeah. Biology. Thanks. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, and I think, I mean, I'm even seeing examples of it becoming even more micro. So, for instance, we have a friend, Yves Tournier, who doesn't even like to be involved in the sales aspect of a game. Yeah, but that's just Yves. <laughs> so, well, no, but there's different people in a different segment. So now he knows he loves creating so much that he has an agent that he hands off every game. He, you know, he loyally trusts. Uh, they're a wonderful agent. Uh, group that has great connections with publishers, so he he literally every game just goes to them, and he just doesn't worry about it. He's even getting less creative control and less percentage of the game and etc. But for him, it's like accentuating that even more and saying, "I'm a specialist in this part. This is what yeah. I enjoy the most. So I'm going to focus here." Yeah, and, and Ease really does not like that other part at all. That is not him personality-wise. So. Uh, to push him out of that shell, he would he would not succeed, and this is helping him to become successful. Uh, so for and his dark side of, of things would be, uh, you know, meeting with other people would not go well. It, right. uh, and, 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 it, and it can, and it would if he did it. He if just he did it, he would he master it. But he just doesn't think it would. Yeah. That that's one of the one of the many dumb mistakes I've made has been that I didn't feel comfortable trying to sell my game to another publisher 
And so I would say, oh, I'll publish it myself. And then guess what? Now I've got to sell it to distributors, to retailers, to, to <laughs> customers. There's no, oh, I don't, I don't feel comfortable selling it, so I won't have to sell it. No, you have to sell it even harder when you're doing it yourself. Right, because then it's a real product, right? You, yeah. You've got to get out of your garage or wherever you're warehousing it. So is Guerrilla Games a publishing company? Is it a design company? Is it a combination? Uh, Guerrilla Games is basically sitting in this chair right now. <laughs> yes, but what I mean is that do you do the self-publishing route particularly? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I publish my own. The the uh, a few minor exceptions are when uh, Who Would Win? I had come out a few years ago, and uh, GameRight said, "Hey, we like this. We'd like to publish it." And I puffed up my chest and said, "No, you're not going to publish it. I'm the publisher. I'm a game publisher." And they said. We want to get it in Barnes and Noble, and I said, "Oh, well, maybe you should publish it." Right. So, <laughs> so and they ended up getting it in Barnes and Noble, which is great. Uh, but I learned a lot about uh, the industry and, and working on uh, uh, commission and that sort of stuff, and you know, losing control. I demanded that my name go on the cover, uh, go on the box, and so it is on the box, and it's under uh, game design, which is underneath the word design, which they gave to somebody who designed the packaging. So, you know, it's like four-point font. And so I say, okay. Um, and then also when I was originally selling it for $20, it was a bigger game and made more money. They lowered the price point to $10. And so my, my percentage, I'm not going to say what it is, but when it comes down to it, I'm getting a, a much smaller piece of a much larger pie. Right. Uh, the, the good news is, though, is literally every quarter, money shows up in my bank account, and I get an email from them saying, you got the money, right? That's that's the work that I do on that game now, as opposed to for Lifeboat, when somebody in Idaho wants Lifeboat, they go to their distributor, and their distributor goes to the, you know, me, and I ship a copy out there, and you know, it's, it's a whole deal that I have to do to get that money. Right. Yeah, yeah and so it's that, it's that K versus R again, right? It's... it's Low investment versus and uh, versus low and low yield versus high investment and potentially higher yield and yeah. I, I think that's a lot of, of what the struggle is now for a lot of game designers and Joey said it earlier on the show where he said not everybody should be a publisher or I think actually Jeff you said it that not everybody should be a publisher and it's true however the tools exist today for everybody to try yep. yes right. Well, and I'm curious. I'm curious. Uh, also, Joey, you mentioned yeah. every publisher is looking for a good game. Uh, our time's flying by, but I I, I got to throw this question your way because we do have designers that are watching our shows. Is Mirror Games looking for designs, and what would be your optimal way for people to show you games? Okay, so. so so Mirrorbox Games is always looking for uh, is always looking for games. Um, it's primarily run. The company is now basically my, my business partner Matt, um, the guy I met at the party, dropped everything in his life to 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 work on Chaosmos with me. Um, he's mostly running the company now, and I'm focusing on the the creative uh, and more. Um, he will look at any game. Um, in fact, I have one right here with me called Layer that I've, I've got to play that someone pitched me at the at the uh, publisher speed dating, but uh, yeah. Essentially, if you send a game, it will eventually get played. But at the same time, like, if there's any like weird um, hints that there's some like red flag, it's probably not going to get played anytime soon. You know, and, and I'm not at all like a big publisher or anything like that. In fact, I just sent I just sent you you guys through the through Gmail a picture of, of Jeff in his garage and what it's like to to work in um in this world. It's a very small world. Um, 
But, uh, yeah, I mean, you could email us at mirrorboxgames at gmail.com, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll be happy to look at it. But the reality is, like, somebody told me yesterday, oh, yeah, I, I have this game, uh, but I can't tell you what it is, because if I tell you what it is, you'll steal my idea. And I'm like, okay, red flag. Like, dude, I got 25 games that yeah. I've already designed that I'm trying to publish that I love. Yeah. I'm not going to steal your idea. And yeah. if it was an amazing game, I would just buy it from you because then yeah. you could do all the work for me. Yeah. That's the kind of red flag I don't like. Yeah. I, I'd like to jump in and tell you that I am decidedly not interested in buying anybody's games. I, I only publish my own games. And uh, th there's a lot of vanity in that, but it's also that it makes it easier for me not to have to, uh, uh, not to have to try to buy other people's games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get it. I, I mean, Vanity Press or you know, a small boutique studio has been a thing for me in the music industry and whatnot for the longest time. So I understand the sometimes other people just don't believe in what your product is, and then you have to do it yourself anyways. I think that's kind of what happened to you, Joey. Is that not only did you want creative control, but then other people would have changed it, or other people didn't believe in it as well, much as yeah, you I mean, did, right? I knew the game design was right, and I I was totally vindicated, like like in that regard. So that was never really a concern for me. But in my case, I did not realize that I didn't know how to pitch it, and and so even if I had suppose I had been a better pitchman, and maybe somebody did want it. Um, it would have been a, a disaster because I wouldn't have been happy. They would have been like, oh, why did we hire this guy to like to develop the game? Why don't we just get rid of him and we'll do the game? Then I would have thrown a hissy fit. Like, forget it. Like, everyone's happy now. I make the game. I publish the game. I sell the game. People buy the game. I don't care about that making that much money because that was never my intention. I let my business partner worry about that. And I focus on the games I want to, I want to do, but I got to say, as far as the, uh, RK, whatever you said, uh, selection theory, uh, for me, it's, I consider it like the shotgun approach. Like I will never just design 25 games and just throw them all over the place. And I just hope that some of them come out. No, like my design philosophy is the same as my publishing philosophy, which is I want to leave a legacy when I'm dead that I've created a mark on this earth that's like 10 perfect games. I right. want to be like Stanley Kubrick. And I don't care if that makes me sound... No, no, no. Know. It's just different design goals, right? I mean, mm -hmm. just like there's a, there's a Reiner Knizia with 500 credits or a, or an Alan Moon with, with 10, you know, or... or uh, a Bruna Faduti with with uh, two hundred co designs. I mean, they're all just different right. approaches at trying to to accomplish the same thing. And and I mean, we've we've referenced this many times, but uh, Eric Lang's classic uh, entertainer, rock star, or artist. I mean, there's even a differentiation of what's success for a game for you. Mm -hmm. you know, are you trying to put something out that's beautiful, that's enjoyed? Or that is, you know, an evergreen, you know, top sales game. So I mean, those are or that's each, innovative, or yeah, that innovative. You know, so I mean, each of those are acclaimed. Are even unique goals in what what would deem success for yourself? I mean, so I think I think it's admirable to know exactly what you're aiming for. You're looking to accomplish, you know, ten great games that everyone, you know, when they when they say your name, they list those ten games after your name. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we have a completely different uh, approach, Jay and I. Uh, Jay and I, uh, because we work 
across the different coasts and different time zones, we our goal is to make a lot of games. <clears throat> uh, we actually want to make tons of different games to work with lots of different people, also because we like lots of different styles of games, so we want to make one game in each genre as much as we can. So we have party games, we have... Um, you know, high strategy, we have card games, we have kids games, we have all sorts of games, and that's our goal, is to be as versatile as possible. So it's none of them are right. They're all kind of right for who you are, and I think that's, like Daryl says, it's admirable. Um, actually, I did want to talk to you, Joey, about film. Sure. How do you find that, you know, your love and knowledge of, of film and editing and all that kind of stuff does that work into your design process, your editing process, your publishing process? What do you think? Well, I mean, I mean, Jeff would be utterly swimming in a in a quagmire of muck as far as his Kickstarter goes if there wasn't some film. It doesn't have to be me, but you have you can't make a Kickstarter video, you know, unless you have some sort of vision behind that. But as far as my design goes, I'm trying to understand. I'm not sure I totally understand the question. Well, whether or not your your past history as a and your skill in in the film industry informs how you design or has affected how you design. Oh well, sto okay. So storytelling aspect, if if I can, if that is if that's yeah, one that's a great, that's a great aspect. aspect. So yeah. so for me, uh, I I've always been a structurist. I've always been really good, at, both as an editor of. I mean, I I, I edited two hundred hours of just. Trust me, gibberish footage into a into a into a Showtime movie that came out uh, a year ago, um, and it's 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 something that I'm just really good at. Is my my outward personality is a little chaotic, but my brain lines everything up. I find patterns and I put things together, and I'm very good at structure. And part of finding structure in a game is figuring out how action should rise and fall, and how a gamer. Um, experiences that and I have a, an example from Battle Stations Jeff's game you know if you you have luck points in that game and so if you really 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 want to fix the computer and the computer's broken you could maybe you know there's some sort of uh, uh, skill check you have to do and you could use luck to oh if I got lucky I fixed the computer but now at the end of the game um, you know you need luck to keep your ship from blowing up and now your ship blows up too early so the cool thing about about having like system like that is there's a structure built in, and I love that about that game because your ship doesn't blow up too early because you're not going to waste your luck on something that doesn't matter. You're going to use it when it when it matters, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. So your narrative arc, your storytelling, yeah. uh, that kind of stuff has been developed from or or your history as a film guy has really informed that. But I think one of the neat things that you said is how you can see, how you can structure order from chaos. Like a bunch of moving parts in terms of film clips and then you can sequence them together into a meaningful movie. Can you do the same thing with game mechanics and, and game things that might seem disparate that you can then piece together into a, a final working product? Yeah, if you if you Google Chaosmos Platypus, uh, you'll see uh, an article I wrote at one point. Um, okay, I will do I, that. I, it, I, I'm not... I, look, I, I, that particular game, I have a really... I'm, I'm actually a pretty humble person in general, but that particular game I'm very proud of because it has mechanics that should not work together. 
Um, and it really synergizes, and it's because I I am pretty good at finding uh, connections between mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I don't know exactly if, if it's because I trained in film or whatever. I think it's more likely that I went into the film because I was already interested in storytelling and stuff like that. Um, as far as finding order in chaos, I... I really think I, I think I mentioned earlier in the in the main show that I'm never really that concerned about mechanics themselves. That, that really always just comes later. I, I'm happy to um, have cards or dice or that, that's never really been an issue for me. I don't think it that doesn't inform my design that much is the mechanics. I just do whatever mechanics makes makes sense for the kind of expression I'm trying to achieve. But hey, hey Joey, can I interrupt yeah, for just a second? If you are going to say that you're humble again, could you just check in the lower corner and see my face to make sure I'm not drinking water while you say that, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love it. And Jeff, what about you? What, uh, what did you do uh, no, before I never pretended game to be humble. No, no, what no. Did what did you do before game design? Uh, I, uh, let's see, well, I was a, a water polo coach, um, a, uh, let's see, I, I eventually got my four-year degree after about 12 years and became a substitute teacher for LA Unified. I worked for the city parks department and drove. I was a lifeguard, uh, a, uh, let's see, a climbing instructor, a nanny, worked in a, I mean, I've just done, I've office temp, just any kind Back of funky job you can imagine, yeah. And uh, pretty much every job I've ever had, the people that I've worked for have liked me and have also said, this isn't what you want to be doing, is it? (laughs) And they were right. They could tell. They could tell. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Daryl, is there any last words we got? We got to shut down. No, it's that time. I just, uh, again, want to say thank you to Jeff and Joey for hanging out with us and uh, chatting during the after show. I love it. Uh, We'll have to have you guys back on the show sometime. Uh, Congratulations uh, to you both on a great Kickstarter uh, with these last 20 hours or so to go. Uh, well Thank deserved. You very much. Yeah, take us to two hundred thousand, guys. Take us yeah. there, please. Yeah, yeah. A little last, a little uh, jolt. So if uh, if in any way we can help, uh, please. If if you're watching this, go check it out real quick. Or if uh, if you missed out on the Kickstarter because you're finding this on YouTube or iTunes, um, you just ask your friendly local game store and get them to order order some copies. Yeah. Say you want a copy. You know some friends that will want copies. So please uh, put an order in, and that's yeah. that's going to help this the whole flow of of game yeah. design. Is. I don't think anybody. I'm, my face isn't visible, so I'm not going to transfer over to me. But a lot of people don't understand how the game industry works in terms of distribution. But if you order one copy off of an online store, that's one copy sold. But if you order through your friendly local game store, chances are they're going to get more than one copy in and that leads to more copies getting sold and out yeah. of distribution into the storefront, into the hands of people who can then learn it and teach it. And that's super important for your um, game to get into yeah. the Support hands your, of people. your favorite designers. So, yeah. so please keep doing that. Uh, also, keep reaching out to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a, a guest that you want to recommend or a topic that you'd love us to tackle, let us know. Uh, we love your feedback and your ideas. And uh, meanwhile, we just want to encourage you to keep designing those great games. We look forward to trying them at uh, Con or Print and Play or just seeing them published down the road. So keep making great games and look forward to playing them soon. See ya. Thanks. Thanks.